I don't think one skydive is is the answer to every problem that a veteran might have, but I can say that it absolutely changes your perspective on life. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. And I, I've talked to every veteran that we put through the program and they, they all have their own version of that, but, but definitely a positive turn in their life. So, and that's, that's what we're going for. Welcome to the Stigma-Free Vet Zone podcast. Our mission is to help veterans and their family members transition from military to civilian life and culture. As best we can, we avoid stigmatizing names and terms. We feature conversations with those who have encountered unexpected reactions in their journey, including nightmares, rage, and isolation. Participants in our segments share experiences that make them uniquely qualified to join the quest to identify, understand, and resolve these enormous life challenges. Stigma-Free Vet Zone is brought to you by the Orban Foundation for Veterans. Learn more by visiting the Orban Foundation for Veterans.org and donations are always welcome at the Orban Foundation for Veterans.org slash donate. Thank you for embarking on this educational journey with the Stigma-Free Vet Zone podcast. Here's today's segment. Back in my Marine Corps days, I had no ideas that I'd ever want to jump out of an airplane. I'm sure I, I don't know if I still would want to. I'm Scott Schultz this morning with Jim Osterman who has made a few jumps, more than a thousand jumps, I think, and has a program that he's developed uh, with some other folks uh, to help veterans get through some of the, our issues uh, by jumping out of airplanes. Jim, how are you? I'm doing good. Tell us about your background a little bit, where you're from and you did some time in the service. I did. So I'm from uh, Ironwood, Michigan, which is up in the UP. It's right on the border of Wisconsin. So Montreal River is uh, the border for Michigan, Wisconsin. Graduated in uh, 91, and uh, I was in boot camp 21 days after I graduated. Joined the Navy and did my time at uh, Great Lakes down in Illinois. Did my schooling in Illinois as well, and uh then uh, got put on to the uh, USS John F. Kennedy, which is an aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Did two years, uh, went to uh, the Mediterranean a handful of times. I was in post-war, post-Desert Shield, Desert Storm. What a lot of people don't realize is that just because the government says the war is over, the war is not really over. Yeah. Um, so we uh, we dealt with a lot of the aftermath of uh, what happened over there. I got out in uh, 93 and went back to my hometown, went to college, got a college degree in law enforcement, uh, did some time as a police officer. Wasn't really for me uh, for a lot of reasons. I fell into a hole of uh, alcoholism 
And uh, so I uh, kind of shot myself in the foot with that. And uh, but I got I'll have uh, 21 years sobriety here in September. So doing well with that. And my wife came home one day and said, I'm moving to Wisconsin. And uh, so I kind of stuck around in Michigan for a little bit until I realized it wasn't for me anymore and moved to Wisconsin. Uh, And I'm an electrical mechanic at night, and I've been a medic with uh, Copax Ambulance for the past 21 years, 20 years, something like that. But I'm getting out of the medical field. Uh, My license expires the end of this month. Um, so I won't uh, be doing the medical thing anymore. So that's pretty much brings us up to date of my life, I guess. Along the way, you had a sort of epiphany. Had, had you been skydiving all through those years or when, when did you start skydiving? Um, I did my first skydive in 2006. Uh, my brother-in-law actually uh, had done it once before. And he got a group of people together and, and said, uh, called me up and asked me if I wanted to go. And I'm like, absolutely. And so I did my first jump back in 2006. What'd you feel like after that first jump? I mean, honestly, I don't even remember it. I, uh, I don't know why I don't remember it. I mean, uh, I don't know if it wasn't that eventful for me or, or if it's the fact I knew that it's something I wanted to do. I knew early on that I wanted to skydive. It just, it wasn't an opportunity for me in the UP. There's no skydiving. So it wasn't something that was readily available to me. I think I would have started a lot earlier in life had I known it was available to me. So yeah, I think the first jump, I just, I honestly don't remember a whole heck of a lot about it, but I've got over a thousand jumps since. So um, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that's why I was reading that you lost a couple of fellows that, you know, yep. took their lives by suicide and that kind of pushed you into an idea of, of helping other vets and tell us about that idea and the development of skydive for life. I volunteer at the high ground, which is in Nielsville, Wisconsin, and they, uh, asked me if I could build a display and what the display was, was to um, put out 21 pairs of boots um, because at the time veteran suicide was at 21 per day. And I was fine building the display, but when I brought it out there and we started putting the boots out there that it just kind of hit home with me. I had been looking for a friend of mine that I served with in boot camp for probably about 18 years and mm-hmm. couldn't find him. Facebook came about, tried finding him on there, couldn't find him. I wound up finding his sister and I had met her at boot camp graduation and his, his entire family and never heard back from her for about, I think about nine months. And so I thought maybe I had the wrong person or something and so she got back to me and uh, told me that he had, Steve had taken his own life. And mm-hmm. so it was probably a week or two after that, I brought the display out to the high ground. And uh, yeah, I kind of, I, I left there pretty much in tears, a lot of reflection on my own life and, and the things that I've done. And I, I walked in my door and I told my wife, I said, I got to go. And she's like, what are you talking about? 
I'm like, I just, I got to go. And uh, I hopped on my motorcycle and I was gone for a month and just started traveling the country. It was mostly just to clear my own head and kind of reflect back on, you know, just everything and not allow myself to get back in that position I was years earlier. And I was in South Carolina and I met a gentleman named Shaggy and I attribute everything to him. He pulled me aside. He'd heard what I was doing and and whatnot. And he actually got me my first interview. And so I wound up doing an interview with somebody that's pretty big in, in the uh, skydiving world, um, Annette O'Neill. And um, she did a article on me and that article wound up getting published in several different magazines. It went across the internet quite a bit. And I wound up cutting that short. My dad wound up in the hospital. And uh, so I wound up having to go home early. And when I got home, and my dad was fine. I, I talked to my wife and I said, I need to do this again, but I need to do it differently. And at that point, probably mid 2017, I started talking about forming a nonprofit. And the uh, idea was just kind of bubbling around and names kind of came and gone. And then kind of came up with Veterans Skydive for Life. And I guess for me, I'm not necessarily an adrenaline junkie anymore. I I think I'm too old for that. But I love the serenity that you feel when you're under a canopy and being able to see the landscape in a completely different way where a lot of people don't see it. It's definitely a different experience than flying over in a plane. That's when it came about was probably late 2017, 2018 veteran suicide, according to the, uh, the VA was down to 20 per day. And so I had set a goal that I would ride 20,000 miles, uh, jump with or meet at least 20 veterans. And I tackled that. So I did uh, just over 20,000 miles in two months and met well over 20 veterans. And now our, our goal is to give veterans something to think about other than suicide. So skydiving is our main theme. We really push that hard. Um, we have our annual wind therapy event every year in August, but we're looking to do a little little bit more um because not everybody wants to jump out of a plane so (laughs) we want we want to find other avenues that's pretty much you know the the gist of uh you know the organization tell me about some of the folks who have made jumps with you uh especially for the first time you described your feeling under that canopy what are some of the reactions to folks? Uh, what if Scott Schultz uh, made his first jump with you? What uh, might I feel differently uh, concerning, you know, PTSD issues and, and things like yeah. that? Does it cleanse you? Do you have a cleansing feeling about your spirit or, or how do you feel? Yeah. So the, the, the best story we have, in my opinion, thus far, we had a, a veteran that, uh, he actually went to jail 
the night before our event and he had called uh, the helpline and they put him under a 24 observation for suicide. And when he's sitting in the jail cell, he's like, no, 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 you guys don't understand. I'm going to go jump out of an airplane today. And he's trying to explain to law enforcement that he needs to get the heck out of jail so he can go jump out of a plane. That's that's and, an interesting take. Huh? Yeah. And it, it, so, I mean, to sit there and try to explain that to law enforcement after you call, you know, a suicide hotline, but he convinced them and he showed up and uh, he was in absolute tears. And the, I think the best part for me is that his wife, came up to me and hugged me and thanked me and cried in my arms. And uh, they've been back every year since. And uh, his wife has made two jumps with us now. And he's made three jumps now. That's an extreme version of what happens. But that at, at the same time is been exactly what's happened, you know, maybe to a lesser extent with others. Our video from our first year is absolutely perfect, and it, it's very well edited. The gentleman that did that for us uh, just put together a perfect video of exactly what we're trying to accomplish. And at the end of the event, uh, we hand out we we had challenge points specifically made for our veterans, and the only people that'll ever get those challenge points are those that jump with us. Um, so I don't have one. None of the other board members have one. They're all numbered. Um, so we give them out in order of, of, uh, how have you, you know, where you've jumped in order with the organization. And something that I've told them every year is that their reaction is my therapy. And so seeing how it's changed them, that does everything for me. And so that's important that we see that type of reaction. So I, I don't think one skydive is, is the answer to every problem that a veteran might have, but I can say that it absolutely changes your perspective on life. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. And I, I've talked to every veteran that we put through the program and they, they all have their own version of that, but, but definitely a positive turn in their life. So, and that's, that's what we're going for. Let's take a little break here so I can tell you about one of the stigma free vet zones, great supporters. That's the high ground veterans Memorial park at Nielsville, Wisconsin, the high ground just four miles west of Nielsville in central Wisconsin started as the Wisconsin Vietnam Veterans Memorial Project in 1984. It's grown to a 155 acre park that includes a museum, a gift shop, pavilions, picnic areas, and four miles of hiking trails. That private facility, which receives no ongoing federal or state funding, is supported by donations and grants. The park is free to the public and open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Today, the high ground is the largest staffed veterans park in the nation. And now let's get back to 
Jim Osterman telling us about how parachuting can heal veterans. Where in the country have you made jumps? How how many different areas? Um, I've been across the country twice. So I've jumped at, I think, 87 different drop zones now. When I did the 20,000-mile ride, um, it was supposed to be only a West Coast ride. And I wound up getting a phone call from a high school friend that's a veteran as well. He and I joined the Navy at the same time. And we hadn't talked to one another. We we hadn't seen each other for 25 years. And we wound up actually meeting together at Christmas time. And he was going through his own struggles with alcohol and drugs. And he had called me and he lived in Georgia at the time. And I'm like, give me an address. I'll, I'll be there. And I was in Arkansas at the time. And I think, I think I got to his house about two days later. So I wound up spending a week with him. He is now in a program and working through his alcohol and drug addiction. And he's moved to Florida. He's, he's had an adventurous life since we met in Georgia, but uh, he moved to Milwaukee for a little while and had some, some things happened to him there, and uh, he just recently moved down to Florida. But I just talked to him the other day, and he is very positive on uh, the track that he's on right now. So, but yeah, I, I've been across the entire country twice. I, I've seen some, some amazing things. It's it's been absolutely glorious. To uh, I jumped out next to Mount St. Helens over the top of the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, it's it's been absolutely amazing. How many jumps are you at now? A thousand twelve, I think. Mm-hmm. You have an event coming up in August. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the event and what happens there. Sure. So uh, I got to pull out a calendar because I'm horrible at dates. Uh, I know it's August. <laughs> I think it's the twenty fifth. No, twenty sixth. Uh, so every year we put on, uh, our event is called Veterans Wind Therapy. When I came up with the name for that, it's, I, I, obviously I ride motorcycle. As a motorcyclist, we, we, we typically use that quite a bit, wind therapy and skydiving goes right along with that. And so we're, we're trying to put together a snowmobiling event, a motorcycle. We've done a, I have a charity event next, uh, next month in Detroit. Um, and it's with a motorcycle club. Um, so I do a charity event over in Michigan every year. But uh, see, so yeah, our event is August 26th. It is at Wisconsin Skydiving Center, which is in Jefferson, Wisconsin. We put together an entire day. Um, we have games. We have food. Um, we're bringing back live entertainment this year. So we have a gentleman playing live music for us. For me... And, and the rest of the board, um, it's more than just the uh, skydive. The skydive is one part of it, but it's more building the camaraderie that we all had while we served. And a lot of us lose that when we get out. And so it's, to me, that's where I was back in the late nineties is I, I had family, I had friends, but I didn't have what I had when I was serving. And a lot of people don't understand that there's a huge difference. We really push the camaraderie in our events. So we, we have our veterans together. 
when we have a veteran making a skydive, we'll read a biography of them, um, whatever they want to share with the people on the ground. And then uh, they make their skydive and we, they get a full video and then the drop zone does an editing of the video for them. So everybody gets everything captured on video. And like I said, throughout the day, we have games. Uh, we have a real big meal at the end of the end of the day. And then you you know, fireside chat type of thing, you know, uh, and, uh, you sit around and just, you know, talk it up and, and it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. We, we try to make a full day of it, you know, and just, and, but like I said, the camaraderie is the most important thing. I mean, the skydive is definitely a big part of it, but um, if you're not, if you're there by yourself, the skydive isn't going to change that that that's not gonna be enough in my opinion it's it's you got to be able to come out of your shell and we had one gentleman our first year that was very hesitant about being around a lot of people and at the end of it he came and thanked us up and down that we got him out of the house and got him in that environment again and he was probably the most chatty of the veterans that we had that year. So to see that was absolutely amazing. How do we find information? Uh, you have a website. We do. VeteransSkydiveForLife.org. And uh, the number four, by the way, VeteransSkydiveForLife.org. For and there's some interesting information on there in general, including your bio and your bio is pretty cool, I have to tell you. Yeah, we're also on Facebook. I'm I'm too old for all the other social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and all that <laughs> stuff. But my my son, thankfully, he uh my son keeps track or keeps us up on Instagram, Twitter, uh what is there, Snapchat. Yeah. I, yeah. I, he he created all <laughs> kinds of accounts for us. Uh something that I'm I'm gleaning from your entire presentation is that camaraderie thing uh, and the connections in our transitioning, we lose that camaraderie, don't we? That brotherhood, yeah. that sisterhood. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's a good part of our identities. So getting that identity back uh, through some camaraderie, you're having some fun doing it. I, I would say it's fun, right? It can be. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> well, jumping out of an airplane, Jim, I hope it's fun. It's every time. I joke a lot about it, but uh, it's a pretty profound thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for visiting, Jim. And again, August 26th in Jefferson, right? Yes, sir. Is their big annual event. Look them up on the website, veteranskydiveforlife.org. Again, thanks, Jim, and good luck to you. And uh, thanks for all the work you're doing with vets. So if you happen to know a veteran that's uh, looking to uh, benefit from the camaraderie and the skydive, uh, when you go to the website, uh, there is a tab for wind therapy application. Mm -hmm. uh, simply fill that out. Uh, the application will go to the board of directors and we go through the applications and um, we can take up to 10 veterans uh, on a skydive uh, August 26th. Oh, that's excellent. Thanks again, Jim. All right. Thank you, sir.
On behalf of the entire crew at Stigma Free Vet Zone, we thank you for listening. As usual, if you find yourself in any kind of mental distress, dial that number 988 prompt one and don't hesitate. And again, as Jim said, find some camaraderie with uh, your fellow veterans. It's a big thing. And remember, Stigma Free Vet Zone is educational. It's not stigmatizing. I'm Scott Schultz. Thank you for listening to the Stigma Free Vet Zone podcast. Your feedback is welcomed and encouraged. You'll find contact information on our webpage, OrbanFoundationForVeterans.org. While you're there, please consider making a contribution. Donations help us continue to bring greater hope, understanding, and resolution on issues of civilian readjustment for all military veterans and families. Anyone who donates to the podcast will receive a free copy of the book, Sold Out, Conquering the Experiences of War by Michael Orban. Thanks for joining us, and please tune in again.